What Up Sheridan College. I'm your host, Phil, and you guys are listening to The Rebuild on Sheridan Life Radio. Uh, in studio with your co-host, Jeremy. What's going on today, Jeremy? Oh, not much. It's a little rainy out there today. Yeah, I mean, it's not too bad. Uh, I don't really mind it once in a while. I got a free car wash out of it. Nice. Uh, so what do we got going here today? Well, since the last time we were on, they've played three preseason games. So Leafs? Yep. Uh, on the weekend, they played two against Buffalo, and they won them both. The first one was 5-3. The second one was 3-2. Uh, mon- Friday, that was the Tavares one, I think? No? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so we'll get into that first. So I don't want to get into it too much. I mean, they it's been very sloppy. Like, I'm kind of sick of the preseason. I kind of want to get the uh, season rolling here. Uh, Tavares did get two goals. Uh, one was an empty net, but... Two goals again, nonetheless. Uh, a couple of things I noted from that game. I thought Lilligren played really well. Like, I thought he... That's Timothy? Yes, that's the first round pick from 2017. Uh, I thought he played really well. And I think that uh, the Toronto Brass feels the same way because uh, we'll get into how they split the squads, but he's on the NHL squad. So it looks like he's getting a chance to at least show what he's got. Yeah, I mean, he was our first over, first overall pick last year. Yeah, he went like 17th or 18th overall. And he's Swedish defenseman. Yeah, and he, he he was projected to go much higher in the draft, but he had mono for half that year, and that's what's what pushed him so back. So his stats were a little lower. Yeah, so kind of it will be a steal like as long as he pans out like he's supposed to. So. Well, I mean, the way the system, they're, they're using the system right now by not bringing these young guys up, even in their second year of, or it'll be his second year of his entry-level deal now, right? Uh, well, no, those don't actually kick in until you play a certain amount of games Six in the NHL. Six games or nine, nine. games, or something nine. like that. Uh, so cool, at least they're protecting them and allowing them to develop more. So by the time you actually need defensemen, like, for example, if you're not able to re-sign Gardner next year based off of what's going on with Nylander right now, um, there'd be some open spots. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think they're just giving him a little taste, and then, uh, you know, maybe he'll, like, play a game or two if Dermot's injured. Who knows? But they'll give him a little taste, and then they'll put him out in the Marlies, and he'll probably play first-line minutes all year. Uh, so the Leafs went ahead and they signed uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> I know, I can't, I can't say his name. Well, here, I'm going to give it a try, all but right. basically, he, did you see the picture of him when he signed the contract? He yeah, looks like he's 14 years next old. Next to Kyle Dubas, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so they signed him right after that game on Friday night to entry-level contract, 800000 so a year. So it's Semyon Der Ar- <laughs> Yeah, we'll just yeah. stick with SDA, SDA from for now, now on. There you go. For now. Until, like, we hear the announcers say it a couple times and then we get that going. Yeah, he's going back to junior, so it'll be a couple years. Where has he played junior? I can't remember. I saw it yesterday, but it's OHL. Somewhere in the O. Somewhere in the O. Yeah. All right, we'll jump to the second game. Saturday night, they won 3-2. Playing for Peterborough. We should go check him out. Peterborough Pete's nice. Uh, Matthew scored again. It was a nice, like, tip de- deflection. Yeah, saw, he basically created the breakout and was, like, almost the last guy back. Went all the way down the ice, and I can't remember who made the pass in, but... Uh, I think it was Ennis. And Matthews was beat everyone else to the front of the net and just, like, pretty much just had his stick there, and it went top cheese. Really nice goal, actually. Yeah, I mean, that game was sloppy, but they've been all pretty sloppy. It's, it's getting rough. I'm sick of it. I know. I'm sick of the preseason games. I'm sick of the... Yeah. Watching these split squads and the AHL squads. Nah, tomorrow, nah. tomorrow night's game will be good. We'll get to that. But, uh, yeah, like, the biggest thing is, I think, like, at least on Saturday, a lot of these D play really well, really well. Rosen. Well, they have to. I know, but, like, yesterday was awful. But Rosen, Hall, Oshigenov, those guys were all rolling. 
and uh, they all look like Rosen looks really good. I Rosen, would be surprised if Dermot's I saw, out. I think not. it was against Ottawa. Still, he made that pass inside. Yeah, that was really nice to Ennis. Yep. On last Tuesday, last yep. Wednesday, sorry. Yep. And even Lindholm, fourth line potential fourth line center, played well as well in that game. So. Well, at least you know Lindholm's not coming up. I don't think he's going to come up now. What do you mean? He'll play Marley's. You think after? Oh, last Lindholm. Night? I'm oh. thinking of Lindgren. Lindgren. Oh, Lilligren. yeah. No, Lilligren. Yeah. No, we'll see. Man, there's so many D there. I, I think I mean. it's such a good it's such a good situation. Yeah, and it'll until be, you find the right fit of players, the right guys for the right positions, and maybe even the right guys playing against the certain teams. Yeah. So they did split the squads after those games to AHL and NHL. And uh, so yesterday was the AHL team. It wasn't specific. Like their first line looks like what their fourth line projected for Babcock because it was Lindholm. Their first Kap- line was their four. Is there what? They were like playing. It? Yeah, Lindholm was centering Kapanen and Janssen as like their first line in the game yesterday. So they're playing first line minutes, but they didn't look good. No one looked good last night. Like the D look Hall looked like he just played himself out of a spot on the team. Like Justin Borgman, yeah, he played awful. Borgman played awful. Sparks played awful. Even against Buffalo, he played awful. But yesterday, he let in five goals on like fifteen. Well, 16 in shots. those types of situations, I find it hard when your main guys aren't there that you rely on. You're playing against harder matchups. Although the Habs may not have been playing their best players either. Just more having more ice time, having not like Riley or Tavares or Matthews there to lean on to play defensively for you as well, uh, definitely creates a, a, a much more um, like a better situation for Babcock to evaluate them on. Yeah, but even Bab- Babcock was not happy at all. He's like, been like, yeah, but like, yeah, I'm telling you, yesterday was so bad, and he's like, nobody stepped up. I wanted somebody to just open that door and walk through it, and nobody did. If anything, they jammed their thumb coming through. Well, he's giving them the opportunity, and I know, no but, one's taking it. But like, I know, I know what you're saying. Like, they don't have like that NHL player next to them that exactly. makes them better. But at the same time, you're playing against an AHL lineup. Suzuki was playing up against that. Lindholm, Kappen, yep, and Janssen line. line. Guess what? He got sent down to the Marlies, or sent down to wherever he is, Suzuki. Got sent down to the Miners. He played. He outplayed that line. Yeah? That's what I mean. Even though they sent him down? Yeah. I, may, I understand he's projected to be maybe a second, first-line center eventually, but he's not there yet, and you got these guys that are supposed to be NHL players just not playing good. Like, Grunstrom. I mean, he's not an NHL player, but you're playing against AHL players. He goes in the corner. He's losing battles left and right. You, you can't. It did, just didn't look good. Yeah, I, it's I, I hate like trying to watch and evaluate too much of this. Like, th- what was that? The fifth preseason game? Like, yeah. it's it's like I don't want I don't even want to pay attention anymore. I just want to get these next nine days out of here. And well, there's so much to focus on. It's like it's like season. It's like you got everyone up in the stands for the Toronto like management, and one guy's looking at one guy. Yeah. you can't watch. You have to just sit there and watch exactly. like for five hours. So it's not fun anymore. So yeah. Uh, well, I, I hope there was uh, more than one person watching Sparks last night. Oh, I, I actually read a tweet that like there's a bunch of scouts out there because at any point he could be dropped on waivers, and if anything, it could be good for the Leafs because well, one, they, he played himself out of it. Like, who wants to pick him up after that performance? If oh, so you're thinking he'll maybe clear waivers? Well, I did hear. Uh, I think it was Darren Dreger talk about like there's like a period where you can drop him on the waivers. And no one picks him up. It's, you can kind of sneak him through because when you start the season, everyone pretty much has two goalies on the roster. And if you carry him, there's a rule. If you drop him at any point, you get the team that he was on, like the Leafs, would get first priority to take him back. If, like, another team wants him, you can go and scoop him back up? Yeah, you cool. get first priority. So it's, it's, it's strange that way. But So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, at this point, I think McElhinney is going to start as a backup. 
Yeah, I think he will too. And what are they projecting him to play? Roughly twenty-five games. Uh, if it's McElhaney, I don't think so. Like, I don't think he'll get more than fifteen. That's the problem. Well, it depends on Anderson. Like, exactly. We can't, we can't guess that. We can't guess that yet. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we'll preview this. Well, I think I said nine, <coughs> but there's, I guess, eight days left. Uh, yeah, because today's Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, eight days left till opening night. They do play tomorrow against Buffalo in Buffalo. There will be more of an NHL lineup from both sides, so that should be a pretty, like, a better game. Like, you're going to see, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> the Habs' best lines. You got Gallagher, you got uh, Domi. Domi. I, I just, they just got a different team, and it's just, I don't know, we'll see. But this is the first time we're going to see Tavares and Matthews both on the ice. Like, there'll be a power play unit. They're going to be running those two lines and Kadri. Like, it's going to be a more NHL lineup. Nice. I'm excited. Um, I did notice on Friday that it looked like Gardner got a little bigger, like stronger. Yeah, he also played, is it Friday or Saturday? Friday. Friday. He also played 25 minutes. Wow. Like, it's like they're giving him, I don't know what that means, but we'll see. And uh, like I said, eight days till opening night where they play the Habs, and Nylander still no contract. What do we got? NHL news. You might as well uh, segue from the Nylander talk. <clears throat> yeah, from the RFAs. Yeah, so there there was three RFAs left to be signed uh, while I was writing this last night, but uh, Shea Theodore at about 1.30 in the morning got signed to a seven-year deal worth $5.2 million average annually. I like that deal for both, the party and the and the team. Yeah, he's got a lot of potential, and 5.2 is in a huge margin, and you get him for... Seven years. Yeah, there you go. So he's going to be your staple on defense. He probably took less money for this term, though. No, it works the other way around. Everyone gets confused about that. They were probably fighting on... If you want seven year, if you apparently gonna, there was no fighting though, there was no 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 no, but like it it it, it was probably like five million or four point nine, and they were like asking for a little bit more just because they're taking away his UFA years. Oh yeah. So I don't know. People get confused by that, but yeah. So uh, Shea Theodore signs. That leaves two RFA's. That's still Vegas, do- right? Yeah. They're just spending all their money. Well, no, they have all this cap. It's awesome. Yeah. Why not? Uh, uh, Miles Wood also got signed an RFA for four years at 2.75. Devils. Yeah. So that leaves two RFAs left, one being Richie uh, for the Anaheim Ducks and then William Nylander. So there's just two guys left with eight days to go. Yeah. Um, if you want to go back to Vegas, they're down to only like 4.2 cap space. No way. Yeah. Nice. That's pretty good. They, have, so. they still have a lot of guys that are like restricted uh, coming up. They got years. like Lindbergh, Belmare, and Carpenter, all UFAs. Yeah. But then they have like Tuck, Nosek, and Carlson, which are RFAs. Carlson, like 5.25 and an RFA deal is not bad for one year to see if you can put up another 40 goals. Yeah, they're an intriguing team. They yeah, go, we'll see. It can go either way for them. I see. I think they're going to do good. I think their team well, got you, better you over. put them first, yeah. I got their team as better. Yeah, but teams are going to expect it a lot more this year. And I like that Byron deal too. I think he's a good. Can play second line, but really is a third line guy. Yeah, but with those and they have a bit of money, room to spend some money too. So four years at three point four. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's good. That's yeah. And he is a third line center, but he's playing second line center due to their lack of depth in mm-hmm. Montreal. So yeah, uh, those are all pretty much the uh, notable signings. Uh, I did read that. I knew I know Crawford was probably not going to start the season, but well, he's now, been hurt for a while now, all the time. Yeah, but they were hoping he'd be good. But now it's saying it's most likely not happening on opening nights. Uh, how much of a concern is that for the Chicago Blackhawks? Well, what do they have in terms of depth? On I don't on goalie they must. Uh, is it Forsberg? Is it? Uh, it's Cam Ward. 
That's right. They signed Cam Ward. One year, $3 million. So Ward's their guy to start. And I mean, I like in terms of like fantasy hockey, I picked Ward last year as my like third goalie, and he actually was better than my second goalie. So... I mean, that's they have a, not a very good defensive team, but like Duncan could still come around. Yeah, I mean, he, he still put up a lot of assists. He just couldn't, didn't score a lot of goals. Seabrook is—I don't think he's done. I think they're over, like, over exaggerating. Just because his contract's so. Well, high. they had so many years where they didn't get to rest in the summer, and then there's the World Cup, and then there was, then they started to go, to go to go downhill after that. Yeah, but for the last few years now, they've played no playoffs and swept. So like they've had no their- Olympics, no World Cup. I don't think either of them went to the world championships. Yeah, so like it's it's they're fresh. So this is the year you're gonna know if they're gonna like if they're gonna be a playoff team or if they're not. So this is or a, like maybe just the GM his time is up. You know, Stan Bowman. I don't know. Well, man, like he's he did a, obviously an amazing job for the last 20, 25 years for many teams, but now you have your two guys, your three guys signed plus two D. You yep. can re- teams are rebuilding around things like that. Like look at look at Pittsburgh, look at Washington. In like a year, is going to have to be doing this as well. Now with the Carlson Kuznetsov OV deals, it's doable. They just haven't these. Just once you get to like Marcus Kruger, like you, you there's there's no one. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, they just signed these ten point five million dollar contracts, and just like the Leafs are going to have all these big contracts too, they're going to be stuck. They've been stuck the last two years. They might be stuck for another year or two, but the cap keeps going up. So that 10.5 is lower percentage on the cap. So eventually they're going to have all this room to add more. It's just been a, they're kind of in this middle ground right now mm-hmm. where they're stuck. Yeah. So I have them as a playoff team, but just squeaking in. So we'll see. Um, another notable thing I have in my projections, I had the Ducks not even making the playoffs, but I thought, Kessler, do I. I thought I had Kessler. I thought Kessler was going to be out like most of the season. Like the whole That's season. That's what I heard. That's what I thought and too. And it just, he just got cleared for contact yesterday. So it looks like he will be playing at some point early on. Which, in my opinion, does change a lot. That's a, that's really well, increases yeah, that, your center depth. That's, he's almost a third line center with them now. Raquel, yeah, well, pretty he, much should be playing center as well. Exactly, and you still have Getzlav, who's he's getting old, but he's still putting up points. So like Kessler, Silverberg, Cogliano, and then you, you have Henrique too as well. They just signed, and he's a center, so they have they have yeah. yeah they have forward depth and they have D too. They have a lot of young. And they D just signed the their goalie and Gibson. Yeah, I might change. I would maybe change that projection now, just based off Kessler. Watch and, out for the Ducks. Yeah, quack quack. Who knows? That's a that whole conference or that whole uh, division Pacific. I have no clue. And Central. Yeah, no, but at least in Central, you know, like Nashville and Winnipeg are making it, and then you got everybody else. But in this one, you like anything can happen. Vegas, San Jose, Calgary, Edmonton, LA. I'm high Ducks, on Calgary. Like all these teams, so am I. I love Calgary right now. Any they're of these teams. I they think they're so stacked right now. Yeah. But young and stacked. Yep. Um, is Brian Gianta? Uh, yeah. Captain of Team USA in the Olympics this year? I believe year. that's right. And then went to play with Boston, Boston. In, yeah, the, cause, in the playoffs? I looked at him because he played for New Jersey for a long time and then Montreal for a long time. Yeah. And then uh, a couple years, I think, for Buffalo. And then finished off this year with Boston. Uh, he did play just over 1,000 games. 1,016 games with 595 points. He basically had like 300 goals, 300 assists. It was almost like that. So. Well, he was always a center, right? Yeah. Uh, Third, second line center. Probably second line center in his prime, yeah. Over a point every other game. That's a yeah, good point, career. He was five. obviously a huge leader. Uh, yeah. But he did sign with Buffalo to retire. Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Maybe. So I guess he loved the part of his career when he played for Buffalo. That's yeah. all that I could think of, really. That's weird, Buffalo. 
you'd think it'd be New Jersey or Montreal where he played most of the season. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on in the NHL. There's cuts going on. There's, uh, like, people are getting sent down. Players are getting sent down to the minors. But to this point, we don't have officially have all these teams set. We're going on to the last, like, two, three, four games of preseason left before season starts. So in the next few days, you're going to see a lot of transitioning in cuts and stuff like that. So Yeah, because, like, the Leafs are in training camp with, like, 40 players or something, and they're cutting it down to, like, 20. Well, I'm assuming after tomorrow night's game, they're going to have, like, almost, like, because the last two games, they're probably going to play full NHL squads, a couple guys, most likely D and fourth line, like, mostly your fourth line depth, and maybe goalie if they still want to give Sparks a chance. But other than that, it'll be NHL lineups on the weekend. When are the Detroit games? I think it's, it's either Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Sunday, or something. All right, well, we will... Uh Touch up back on that on Thursday for the Leafs. Yep. Yeah, we can. There's another game tonight, right? No, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Tomorrow. So okay, we'll so recap the game and. Sounds good. Get this preseason going. Get it out of the way. All right, guys, and we're back on the rebuild on Sheridan Life Radio. I'm your host Phil, uh, in studio with co-host Jeremy and special guest Alex Stewart. How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. Pleasure to be here. Awesome. Uh, we're going to get into some NFL football talk for week three. Uh, anything you want to start with there, Jeremy? Well, we were on the air Thursday, so let's start with the Thursday night game. Cleveland gets a win. Does anyone know how many days? It was like over 600 days since their last win. 735, actually. <laughs> That's insane. Until it was uh, Christmas Eve t- 2016. I-, I watched that game. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mayfield came in at what, right before the... Second end of the second quarter. No, Mayfield came in on the very last drive of the first half. It was honestly, you could honestly tell the the atmosphere change in the entire stadium. You could see how much of an influence a quarterback has on the confidence of not only the offense but the defense and the crowd. As soon as Baker Mayfield went in there, he completed four for five passes and drove them down to get their first points of the of the entire game. Well, I know I was just I was just watching the game. Like basically hoping Cleveland loses for whatever reason, and then once uh, it was Tyrod Taylor got hurt, and Mayfield came in, then like I was absolutely glued to the TV from mm-hmm. then on. It was like watching a college football game. It was really sweet. And they were down what? It was fourteen nothing. Fourteen nothing. And mm-hmm. I had I had I was watching the Jets, and I was like going for the Jets. I wanted them to just kill it. Yeah. And then that Mayfield had that two point conversion. That was like the Philly play in the Super Bowl. He went What's rushed. that, a flea flicker? Oh, no, that's called the Philly special where you have the wide receiver uh, take the, bu- the direct snap and the quarterback actually goes into motion before the play starts so no one thinks he's going to do anything. He just slips out to, into the flat and the wide receiver throws it to the – actually, in the Super Bowl, they use the tight end, but for this one, they use the left-handed Jarvis Landry to Landry. throw the dime to Baker Mayfield. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty sweet. And uh, – the coach or the manager gave him the start. So May- Mayfield will start on uh, Sunday as the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we're going to go into KC. They played uh, San Francisco, and they're now 3-0. and Mahomes set a record for, I think, 13 touchdowns and zero uh, interceptions in the first three games. Mm-hmm. Oh, like the, at the start of a career? Uh, no, I think just the first three games of a season. Yeah, no, he, he the all-time uh, touchdown leader for the first three games is now 13 touchdowns. He used to be owned by Peyton Manning with 10. Yeah, that's, that's I pretty, love Peyton. That's mm-hmm. pretty crazy. Uh, mentioned in that game, Garoppolo did tear his ACL, so he's out for the season. Are we going to see uh, maybe some, uh, what's his name there, Nike? Oh no, Colin Kaepernick. No, there. they've honest, they've already made an official statement saying they are they want nothing to do with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I don't blame them at this yeah. point mm-hmm. for media. I I think I don't know what's the bigger story, Mahomes or the fact that uh, 
uh, San Fran is currently investing 27% of their hard cap into um, into, uh, into two players. Jarek McKinnon, which is their starting running back, they currently in- invested $10 million into him. He's on IR. And now Jimmy Garoppolo, he currently takes up $37 million of their cap and in dead money. Are right they 0-3? They, they are 0-3. 0-3. Yeah. Now, wow. N- wow. What do they do? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's, n- that's not good. Let's stick to... Uh, Records here. Last night, Pittsburgh played uh, the Bucks and Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick, uh, is the first player with three consecutive 400-yard games. Mm-hmm. That's insane to even think that they have James Winston there as well. Yeah, and he's back. He can play. He's available this week now to play. So it's going to be a tough decision for them. Do we maybe think a trade's going to come out of there? Uh, I don't know. They could get another asset that they may need somewhere else on the, the field. Thing, the thing about football is, I don't know. Not that they really need it. Every team's goal is to win the Super Bowl. Every year they go out, they, if, they have, if they believe that Ryan Fitzpatrick gives them the best chance to win, they're going to stick with Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has given them no reason, other than the first half of yesterday's game, um, he's given them no reason to, to give them any or choose James. Well, yeah, they, 400 yards, but he got a loss, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, true. Yeah. They uh, almost came back, though. That was a nail-biter. Yeah, that was a big win for Pittsburgh. They really needed that because you got what is it the what all the teams in that division are all doing – Pretty good compared yeah. to what they usually do. No, yeah, a loss there would have uh, put Pittsburgh at 0-2-1. That would have put them one game behind Cleveland, which hasn't happened since 2002. Uh, I don't definitely would not want that to happen. As uh, but I'm a little biased as a Steelers fan. Um, <laughs> one thing I definitely did note last night is that Fitz Magic is definitely real. Um, his O lineman did him no favors with all the zone blitzes that Steelers threw at him. He just uh, stood in the pocket, took every hit that he could. He and every hit that um, apparently is now a penalty now that the yeah. Steelers. <laughs> We're um, seeing that on social media. 13 penalties for 155 yards. Uh, that is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but if you want to stay a bit on the topic of Pittsburgh, what do you what do you think as a Pittsburgh fan about the Le'Veon Bell trades heating up? I think the Antonio Brown stuff's kind of blown over already. That happened quick, but Le'Veon Bell still... Uh, Le'Veon Bell always being in the news, always doing what he can in Miami instead of Pittsburgh, uh, living it up down there. Honestly, as a fan, I, I'm seeing him more as a detriment uh, because the Steelers' offense was never built around a strong running game until Le'Veon Bell started hitting it off in the last couple of years. It was always, it, it, for the last couple of years, it's always been Roethlisberger's team. We can get without him, and honestly, if we do get a... a uh, trade for him they need to focus on their defense and specifically the middle linebacker which is a huge adjustment they need to make yeah i mean we'll see how that goes through but what he can he can sit out till what week 10 well, how does that work i'm not 100 percent yeah. sure but he's gonna sit out as long and then as he forfeits he his contract or something i think yeah. like the money maybe not the actual term but the money he forfeits. Yeah. well he's only had one, this is last year anyway so mm-hmm. like that's why they're gonna deal him if he doesn't come back because there's no point all right uh moving on to uh buffalo bills there goes my survival pick. I had Minnesota Vikings. I am out a of the pool. A lot of people had Minnesota Vikings. 22%. Yeah. There, wow. Yeah, I know. There was a big Good margin week there. for everyone else. The, Definitely the, the biggest surprise of the week. It's only the third game in NFL history that uh, was an upset at 16.5 point Vegas. favorite. Mm-hmm. So, and it was uh, over quick. It was 27 nothing at, at the half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen, uh, rookie quarterback, went 15 for 22, 196 yards, touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, moving on to the Pats. They lose to the Lions. That's another pretty major upset that I'm sure a lot of teams took in their survival pool. Uh, I took out of that that Brady looks 41. 
Yeah, he does, and like just their their whole offense. Besides Gronk, he can't he couldn't really throw the ball to anyone. No one was Hogan was invisible. Pretty much every receiver wasn't there. Every time the Pats had the ball, it was it was four and out. It was very clear that his two top playmakers from last year, which were Edelman and Amendola, were missing. They uh, he they were largely contributed to their uh, first downs uh, of last year and frankly uh, it's looking like Tom Brady doesn't even know what's going on up there well they also <coughs> law that was two years ago uh, they uh, no I totally lost it <laughs> it's all right uh, sticking in that division I think the biggest surprise of the year so far for me is Miami being three and0 in that in that uh, AFC East East yes yeah uh, I, in my opinion I just want to bring up that NFL has more parity than ever. Like I, I'm a it's huge, awesome. I'm a huge hockey the fan, and there's great. so much parity. But like NFL is last this year is just like Pittsburgh Steelers and the Patriots have been running the AFC like forever. It's just nice to see like everything changing. I don't know if Miami can keep this up, but it'll be interesting to see. The unfortunate thing is that history always repeats itself. In the last two years, the Patriots have started two and two and have reached the Super Bowl in both of those seasons. So, frankly, un- we can't judge Tom Brady until December. When, uh, once we see, get, see those final four games and the, uh, the playoff schedule is lined up, then we'll be able to see who's going to be able to take it. And, again, we see another OT in uh, the third week. So yep. that's one OT each week, right? That adds on to the parity, yeah. There has not been, there's been an OT in every week. So it's pretty well, interesting. Well, this, this week's was actually awesome. It was just a shootout, pretty much, between Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. Yeah, it, it was. Every possession was a point, was either a field goal or. It was ended like 47. 40, uh, 30, 43 37. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, crazy. No, the great thing about these ties is that they're all divisional matchups. It's a really gritty type of games, depending on what type of. Uh, uh, teams are playing uh, the Packers and the Vikings definitely a, a great showcase between Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins of what's to come for the future in that division and I can't even speak for that Pittsburgh game because uh, the Browns came back in the fourth quarter and I don't actually know what happened oh <laughs> and that but that was just a kickoff no one can hit a field goal in that overtime that was mm-hmm, ridiculous yep. yeah it was torrential downpour or something like that all right well uh we're gonna wrap up that nfl talk for week three thanks a lot alex for coming in as our guest host i'm your host phil and our my co-host jeremy and special guest technical director tyler bogart how's it going tyler good how are you not bad having a pretty good day today despite the weather uh we are going to do a quick mlb segment before we do our weekly game segment for the nhl what do you got Jer? all right let's get into this quickly uh al playoff teams are set you have the red sox uh, Cleveland and Houston, all their division winners, and you got Yankees and Oakland for the wild card game. Just needs to decide who gets the home advantage. Well, Oakland only has eighty-five. Oh no, ninety-five wins. Where are the Yankees at? Uh, I think ninety-six. Yeah, but Oakland's played one more game. I think that can go either way. Yeah. Uh, I still think, regardless of who ends up in that wild card game, the Yankees are going to win the wild card game. It does It's a one. They don't really have like an ace. No. I don't know. That's the problem. I think Jay Haps Jay actually. Hap. Yeah, Jay Haps uh, supposed to start that game. He's lined up for that. But we'll see if they actually go with him. It's very possible that they don't because he, as reliable as he was with the Jays at the beginning of the season with the Yankees, he hasn't quite been there as much. That's crazy that Jay Happ is gonna be their starter for the wild card game. Like that, I don't know. I find that insane. Well, they don't. They don't have any like star pitchers really. They're all just above average and Hap's probably the better than all of those guys yeah and I guess noted uh Yankees will be an 100 win team this year I just find that ridiculous that you win 100 games and you only get if you lose your one game in the playoffs you're out and you're done um we have a tight race in the NL 
Yeah, so Atlanta has locked up the uh, their division, uh, but you have a nice battle going on with uh, the Cubs, the Brewers, and the Cardinals all fighting for that top spot, and the Dodgers and Rockies fighting in the other spot. I'm all Brewers. So there's five teams there that are fighting for th- uh, four spots. So one of those teams is not making it in the wild card. Colorado. Colorado, St. Louis, Milwaukee. It could be any one of those teams. I'm all Brewers. All Brewers, eh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, They're all really close. I think the Cubs are going to clinch that division, and so is the Dodgers. So, yeah, Milwaukee, St. Louis, I think, could be the wild card game. Um, I don't think St. Louis will win that. That's why I'm all Brewers. (laughs) Uh, You wanted, wanted what, favorites for AIL and NL? So, like, one team from each. One from each. each. Um, I'm going Cleveland. I think Cleveland's going to surprise everybody. They're really underrated. Uh, they got Donaldson now and Carnassio. They have all these hitters. Um, their pitching is amazing. When you get to the playoffs, like pitching, you're, if you're really good pitching, it's even better because you can like because days off and stuff. You, you can, can just... use three or four pitchers instead of five. Yeah. So I mean, I got Cleveland in one end, and then I have the Dodgers coming out on the other end. So. I have the Brewers. <laughs> so with the Brewers, eh? What's... And Houston. <laughs> Brewers and Houston, Houston coming back. Why, Osuna, why the Brewers? Osuna right. getting just because they're the underdogs. They're like they're like the the Oakland of the wet of the NL. Do you know Fair what enough. I mean? Fair enough. Uh, and Houston with Osuna, so that's for sure going to happen. Yeah, he was getting the booze in yeah, Toronto yeah. yesterday. Didn't speak with the media, but he got the save. So well, that's what he's, <laughs> he's probably the best closer in the American League. Yeah, definitely. Might, After Chapman, I think, he, I think he might be the best closer in baseball. After Chapman, he's good. It's insane. Hey, I'm still on Chapman there. Yeah. So for the American League, for me, I got to go. I don't know. It's going to be tight between the Red Sox and the Astros. Um, I mean, the Red Sox, this is... It's some, hard to not like them. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to not like them. But uh, last 10 games, 5-5, five and five, they're backing off a little bit. And we haven't seen that happen all season. So I don't know if they're just, uh, you know, they, they know that they're going to go far. And uh, they might just be backing off a little bit right now just to give some guys some rest. Um, in the NL, I got to go with the Dodgers. Yeah. They're, they're they're a good team and all around. And who did they add this year? Manny Machado. Yeah. So watch out for that. That's what I mean. That's why I got the Dodgers going there. Uh, it is good to note. We should note that Red Sox uh, did win their 106th game yesterday, which is a franchise, new record, franchise record, franchise record for a team that's been in the league for since, since like 100 years. Yeah. <laughs> like so, it's pretty incredible what they're putting out there. All right, so we're going to do our weekly game segment right now. Jeremy picked a couple of uh, stats, and uh, we got about three players to be in each stat. So I guess we'll do them stat by stat. I don't know, Tyler, I don't know if you can throw in one or two for each, but yeah, we'll see. off the top of your head, it's for hockey. Yeah, so the first one is uh, the three players to have the most goals by the end of the season. So the ro- like the three guys to run for the Rocket Richard Trophy. Uh, you want to go first? I have n- Not in specific order. Okay. I have Ovechkin. McKinnon, Tyler Sagan. I think Rantanen's really going to pump McKinnon up, and Sagan on that new deal is going to light it up, five, like 50 goals at least. Okay. Uh, I have Ovechkin, same as you, but I have Line and Matthews there. I think they both, I think they all have over plus 40 goals, so it's pretty good. Let's <laughs> see what we got. G- give me a minute on this one. All right, all right. All right. We'll move on to the next one uh, is point leaders, so the Hart Trophy. The Hart uh, Trophy's MVP, it's not point leader. Oh. Point leader is called the Art Ross. Same. 
same difference. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I Art actually Ross. did my stats as the, the Art heart. Ross, even though it was Hart. Well, I did put points leader. Yeah, right? I know that's so, why I did it yeah, points yeah. leader. Yeah. So I have uh, McD for three in a row. Yep. Uh, I have McKinnon in there as well. So do I. And then I have Sid the Kid. I put in Shifley before McKinnon there. I think Shifley is just going to have a hell of a year. So I have I have Mc, McDavid, Shifley, if He McKinnon. doesn't miss 20 games like last year. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, he put up a bunch of points even in, though he was injured. So, uh, yeah, we pretty similar there too. Um, I got the Vesna, so our top three goalies for this year. Vasilevsky. He's in there for me. Jones. He's just not. because of how good the defense of the San Jose Sharks is going to be. Sure. And then I have Connor Hellebuck. Okay, I have Vasilevsky, Hellebuck, and I have Bavrovsky. I think he's the top three goalie in the league, and he's up Un- for a contract. Unrestricted. And he's up for a contract, yeah. so he's going to put up a monster year. With the Leafs looking so good this year, do you uh, count Anderson out of this? I hate making that biased pick. I, w- I was looking into the stats for that, but I really think that the Leafs' defensive core isn't strong enough to back him up yet. I can see the Leafs winning a lot of 6-3, 7-4 games, where as these teams will win a lot of like 3-1, 4-1, right. 5 nothing. Yeah, I know. I, I always think about putting Anderson it's in there. It's all about the D. But the D, the D core is just not good. So, uh, all right. So a couple things here I added. Um, our top three trade candidates for this year. So did you look at unrestricted free agents for this? Somewhat. Like deadline. Yes, yeah, Deadline somewhat. acquisition possible. Um, I mean, I have Mark Stone in there. He should be on everyone's trade candidate. I actually went with Duchesne instead. Okay. Uh, I didn't pick Duchesne just because I know he lives like an hour outside Ottawa, and I probably it, he'll most likely stay, in my opinion, over Stone. And Stone is going to get you more. Plus, Duchesne was in that trade for the first round pick in Colorado. It's going to be bad Look if they, bad trade, if they yeah. trade him. That's why I didn't have him in there. Uh, I put Justin Falk because I feel like he's been on the trade block forever. And I think this year he's going to get dealt if Carolina does Who's not have that? Good. Justin Falk. If he doesn't have a good season. Leafs. I know. I heard about that, but I don't know what you're going to have to give up to get um, him. I have two New York Islanders, Jordan Eberle okay. and Andres Lee. Okay. Yeah. A, and especially when you got Lou conducting a rebuild. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, he could get a lot for those guys. I put in a little uh, ranger here. I put Chris Kreider. Ooh. He has two years of UFA left, so like they're still on a full-on rebuild, so it's going to be intriguing to see what they, trades they make. Well, some people believe it's just a retool and not just a rebuild. I think they need another year or two before they're, you know. Ending. All right, now this one was my favorite. Yeah, I the thought it would three be. Three sleeper fantasy players. Yeah, which means three players that you wouldn't normally take and – like the early well, rounds depends on, depending on how you play right? no i know but in the earlier rounds just teams players you wouldn't take that you just you just they haven't had a good couple of years or a good last year that are going to turn it around and yeah so again out. just like my trade acquisitions i put duchene in here duchene as a i wouldn't personally like him on my fantasy team but i really think he's going to have a good year and maybe put up, up of upwards of 60 points 70 points so okay. um and then i have travis konecki Konechny, okay. he put up uh, 24 goals, 23 assists last year, 81 games, plus 17. So I think there's a lot of promise for him. And then I have, might not start the season, uh, actually played for the Kelowna Rockets last year, uh, 53 games, 84 points, was on the gold-winning junior team back in uh, December or January there. He might play for the Stockton Heat at the AHL. Dylan Dubé, who had a hat-trick in preseason for the Calgary Flames. He nice. looks better than every other player out there in preseason. Interesting. I, I really like him. I really think he can come out of there and have a good chance at Rookie of the Year even. Nice. Okay, I put in Galchenyuk. I think he's going to have a bounce-back year in Arizona. He got traded there. He's going to play first-line center or second-line center. I think he's just going to put up the points. Um, 
I put Dadanov on Florida. I feel like he's super underrated. He had like 68 points last he's year. He's older than people think too. Yeah, right? he's a Russian, and I think he's in his. I think he's like 30. He's 29. Yeah, yeah. So like he's he's he had a really good season, but in Florida, very underrated. No one talks about him. And then I threw in Ranton. I know he had a really good season last year, but you think he's going to do even even better? better. I think McKinnon Mc- and all of they're going to gel more. Yeah, because yeah, because last year was his breakout. He year. was probably a low pick last year, exactly. where, whereas he's going to go high. Yeah. So I, f- I really like Rantanen. So uh, that's it for the uh, game segment we had going on there for the Tuesday. Yeah, and that'll be it for our show. Thanks, Tyler, for your b- baseball input. Yeah, no problem. Special <laughs> thanks to Alex Stewart for joining us for our football segment there. And uh, we'll see you guys on Thursday, uh, Thursday at 1 p.m. on Sheridan Life Radio. Make sure to check us out at Sheridan liferadio.ca and the tune in app we're on instagram facebook and twitter we'll chat later